Hello, everybody, and welcome to G-Wiz, your family-friendly podcast where we discuss D&D Onslaught, Dice Masters, Heroclix, and the other entertaining games made by WizKids. I'm WizDad, and I'm not starting 2024 out well because I completely missed doing an episode on Wednesday. Don't worry, I'll try again next week. I'll promise I'll do better. I will be your guide for navigating the competitive and casual scenes of the WizKids Triforce of Gaming. It's Heroclix Friday. Today, I'm finally finishing up the 2023 recap of Heroclix with the second half of the year that I didn't cover back on the, I think, the 15th of December. But I'll also talk about how I see the competitive scene playing out in 2024, kind of a little bit to piggyback on what I talked about on Monday, about what tournaments are going to be and how I think things are going to lay out. And I think you'll be excited about how I predict things are going to turn out. But first, as always, let's check out the WizKids progress report. Kowalski, progress report. I hope 2024 is going great for you. Um, I hope I sound better than I did on Monday. I feel a lot better. I'll go ahead and say that. I I went back and listened to part of the recording afterwards, and I, you know, sometimes you can't tell how uh, congested or how sick you actually are until you hear your voice, and I, <laughs> I, I. Found that out after I recorded, and it wasn't like I was just going to get rid of the recording. So uh, here we are, 2024. It's uh, June 5th. Not much has changed on the solicits front. Uh, there's still no sellswords, too, out there in the solicits for Onslaught. It's a little concerning. There's actually nothing for Onslaught in 2024 still. Uh, it's been brought up uh, on the Discord, and I think they're going to look into it again. It's probably just a... Uh, you know, a mis misnomer, I guess is the term? Probably that. It, it's a mistake. Clearly, Sellswords 2 is coming out. There's going to be more things coming out as well. Uh, we know that there's going to be, um, you know, there, there's been talks of a new starter set at some point. I assume that's for 2024. I guess we'll see. And we can assume that there's probably going to be more factions or, or something, right? 2023 we saw a lot of onslaught expansions really bringing out the game at least faction wise and we saw the one expansion for frogmire it would be weird if they just didn't release anything in 2024 so don't worry onslaught fans there's gonna be uh gonna be some releases i feel like there should be um i am hopefully knock on wood gonna work this weekend on a video detailing onslaught for 2024 uh, why you should be excited for it, um, and kind of giving a little bit of predictions on how I th think things are going to go, uh, because honestly, if you go out there and look on YouTube, there's really not much about Onslaught past, like, the first half of 2023, so I'm going to try to create a new video to get get whoever wants to look at it excited for Onslaught again. Heroclix, though, plenty to be excited for. Uh, once again, January, still no date yet for Colossal Kong. It's still just showing January 1st. Uh, Cry for Blood comes out in five days on January 10th. Uh, to go over some more releases in 2024, don't forget we still have February listed for Next Phase. Next Phase, uh, has, which is the Disney Plus, they're just calling it Next Phase, has a, a release date kit. They have a pizza party for Hawkeye, uh, which looks like a pizza box. They have a play-at-home kit with She-Hulk. They have a pizza party for She-Hulk. We've got a Gotham Villains monthly OP kit. We've got Sherlock Holmes Iconics. Then obviously we have the next phase booster bricks. We've got, man, goodness, there's a ton. There's Harlequin Roses for Red. Uh, and then there's the next phase retail chase booster OP kits. I'm going to talk a little bit more about those in the Fishing with Wizdad, talking about how the competitive scene is going to play out. But... Uh, I think that is the one area we're still not sure how it's going to work and how it's going to look, right? Uh, this is new territory, the re retail chase boosters, and um, seeing how they go out and how many stores are allowed to get them, uh, that'll be remains to be seen. I'm cautiously optimistic. And then in March, don't forget we have the Deadpool Weapon X set. That's why I feel like next phase is more of a early February and then Wolverine would be like a late March so like I feel like we should be seeing pre-release related things for next phase relatively soon uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get a Scott Porter video soon he usually 
starts previewing things ahead. And especially with the strike over, if anyone didn't know that, strike's been over for about a month or so now, we should be definitely getting those videos. So here's hoping we get those Scott Porter preview videos pretty soon. Uh, we've got the Peacemaker Iconics also in March. Uh, we got the Booster Brick. Deadpool is also getting a Chase Booster OP kit. I don't know if that's just going forward. That's how they're going to do it. Like for every set. But I guess we'll find out, right? Uh, Hellfire Gala for the Avengers is in April. We got First Appearance Wolverine. And, and nothing's really changed going forward. Still a bunch of the Iconics that I've talked about. There's pretty much an Iconics every month or close to every month until November. So if you like Iconics, definitely check that out. I know uh, there's two Hellfire Galas planned. One for Avengers, one for X-Men. So basically like a second X-Men Hellfire Gala. That'll be in uh, October. The Avengers one is in April. I can't wait for the Avengers one. Uh, I've been getting back into Marvel Snap, and they just recently did Hellfire Gala, and it reminds me of all the great sculpts and stuff. So uh, I, I can't wait to see, like, the, the Captain America looks great. I hope we get a Moon Knight when he's wearing his all-white, and it looks very uh, chic. It's very nice-looking, so... Uh, I, I can't wait for the Avengers Hellfire Gala one in April, to be honest. Outside of that, um, currently the DC set in the summer is not yet hit the solicits. That's not crazy. Uh, I believe, let's see, when is... Um, when does that hit? Uh, usually... It's around January or February that we start hearing um, events. I guess March is when the Gamma Expo is. We usually get some stuff from that. Um, but you know what? I'm hopeful that we'll start hearing more announcements this month because we've got a lot of stuff in the in 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 place right like hoping that 2024 has more events which i'm going to talk about here in a couple minutes in the fishing and whiz dad segment but uh yeah you know it's been a quiet off season things are ramping up hopefully we will hear more stuff about the rock cup and uh, uh stuff like that but before we dig too deep into that let's go ahead and jump into fishing with whiz dad i'll talk about let me finish out my recap of 2023 i kind of left it at states last time talking about uh, Avengers 60th, and I kind of ended it there. So let's jump back into there. Let me recap 2023 briefly, and then I will go into what I think is a deep dive of 2024. Get your gear, little man. We're going fishing. And I mean now. So once again, I feel like I apologize all the time, and it's because that's kind of the person I am. If I do something... That I didn't mean to do, I like to apologize. So I apologize once again for the sporadic episodes that I've been having. Um, I've just been busy with my personal life, and it, luckily school's starting back up next week, and so I'll have a little bit more free time during the day during work to uh, record some of these episodes. So jumping back into 2023, it may have been a bit since you listened to that episode on the 15th of December, but I ended things going into states. Uh, talking about the hope that Hero Clicks for Huntington left off last year and the Avengers 60th, the taste of it that we got at the Rock Cup in that sealed event, left us hopeful going into states. The competitive scene at that point was really inundated with Sarkarian Iron Man, uh, Scarlet Witch, um, and uh, Connor Silver Surfer was starting to make its progress forward uh, really starting to uh, cement its place in the meta and to show just how oppressive it is also that at that point people had really gotten comfortable with the different lantern rings and uh, you could see that for sure in um, the tournament results where you'll see maybe some iron spiders for example that was before i believe the errata that fixed changed how the sinister syndicate TA worked, like it had to be printed. Uh, it used to be at that time, I mentioned before, that uh, 
it, it just gave the keyword and then you had protection and it, it was kind of nutty for a little bit. Uh, that was kind of prevalent during that time. But, you know, we didn't honestly, at Clicks for Huntington's, have a ton of modern events to base it off of. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking at for this year, but um, hopefully not. And so that's when we went into Avengers 60th. Avengers 60th released technically June 7th of last year. At that time, I believe we started having states tournaments. Uh, let me double check that. Let me see. States started happening as early as... First dates was June 17th, 16th. South Carolina was June 16th. So that was about a month after the Hero Clicks for Huntington's event, which was at the beginning of May. And that's where we saw our first dip into the format, right? The modern. Uh, our first big hit into modern. Because remember, Hero Clicks for Huntington's was a Silver Age event. And so looking at the early states... You see a lot of, there was some Arachnite, some World's Finest, um, a very kind of flexible meta in that early June because obviously Avengers 60th was not yet legal. It wasn't until Washington that we started seeing uh, Carnage Silver Surfer pretty much on every team, it feels like. Uh, a lot of teams with Carnage Silver Surfer and um, let's talk about Avengers 60th and its impact. If you look back and like, for me personally, when I look at Heroclix Hero sets, I have, um, think of it like a mood ring, a mental mood ring of how you feel about certain sets. For me, thinking about back about sets right now, I would say Batman has kind of a neutralish feeling i feel good about the set based off of the rings but that is soured based off of the figures that we got because i don't feel like it was a great meta set spider-man is in my head better than it actually was as i mentioned because there was not a significant meta impact outside of a very few select few figures and obviously the terrain markers avengers 60th however mentally feels better than a lot of previous sets it feels better than batman it feels better than spider-man even though there was no like new mechanic right there was nothing new in the set as far as like uh, you know a bunch of rings and mystery cards and terrain markers those were in the set but it wasn't like the founding set for that and so Avengers 60th came out. We knew all the figures when the set came out. So we kind of got a little bit of extra time to live with it. And looking at the figures, if I'm just going through real quick. Throughout the commons, uh, there's probably not a common out here that sees serious competitive play. You can argue Ultron drone for Legacy Ultron, maybe. Um, but outside of that, none of these are really have cracked anything jessica jones is maybe one of the few when she could be switched out but now i don't think she she's relevant she was relevant because she could give a character the detective keyword which means she can play mystery cards now obviously i'm talking purely modern in this instance pulp wise uh even still pulp wise like for me i know ant-man became a big piece because of fantastic four swap he has Avengers and Fantastic Four, so he was a decent piece to play to swap out for somebody else, effectively, and still keep it as like an Avenger theme team. In the uncommons for the set, man, still once again, not much. Uh, Beyonder is okay. Scarlet Witch is solid for Pulp, so she saw a little bit of play. I know Misty Knight saw some play. She does something very similar to uh jessica jones and is arguably better than jessica jones because she's 10 points less um especially if you're not swapping her out she's definitely better for 30 points instead of 40 uh beyonder saw some pulp play but that's about it it's when you get into the rares that things step up a bit falcon is arguably one of the most important rares we've gotten in a long time thanks to his 
um, pseudo TK that he gives people. Um, he effectively carries someone for eight and drops them and they still get to take an action. So very good. Avengers soldier keyword is the only way it works, but huge splash in pulp and even saw some play in modern a little bit with uh with prime spider-man or, or or something like that so very very good piece war machine has become almost a sideline must during this time um he's lost a little bit because we lost our career in iron man but armor and stark industry keywords still are around so he'll still see play um i will give credit to um you know, like Tactical Force, Militant, um, even Prime Captain America hasn't seen, I feel like, enough play due to his capabilities with a mobile. With knockback damage coming back, um, he probably could see play. But it, it's hard with when you have Primes like Prime Hulk. Prime Hulk is a, no pun intended, a monstrous figure that impacted the meta significantly. Even sure because of the errata uh, before the errata obviously because you can heal him to top click in like turn one or turn two even post errata he's incredibly good for 10 points so we're talking at least two maybe three rares war machine falcon and hulk prime that made a splash in the pulp and modern meta that's already significantly better than batman and the spider-man sets rares You've got Super Rare Spider-Man, which gives Avengers keyword team player. That's great. Even Prime Thor, I think, is slept on a little bit. Um, he's better than advertised at 70 points. Uh, that Pulse Wave not affecting um, a, a adjacent. I believe that's what he does, right? Is it? Um, no, it still affects adjacent, but he, he could choose a keyword and... Uh, they modify damage when they're attacking Thor, an adjacent friendly character. He's got the Pulse Wave. Oh, and when he does doubles, they're dealt three damage. There's something there with that. You've got Miss Marvel, who saw a big meta splash. I played her at Nats because of the fact that she could just get a keyword. So that means she got a free ring, um, which was great. And she's just a great piece because she, be, she gets placed when someone adjacent begins a move if she's tiny. Uh, so a super rare that I still think is slept on a little bit, and I hope we'll see more play. You got Prime Absorbing Man, which is just a free sideline active piece that is great. And then we get into pieces like Starbrand, which I don't think has seen enough play. Clea made a tiny splash for a bit due to before her errata, because there was basically a build where you just couldn't target anybody within a rain. It was a little nutty. And then we get to the chases, which are by far the most impactful chases in the meta in 2023 and maybe even the year before. And that is the engine, the support engine known as the Masters of Evil. Uh, maybe the reason why we think so fondly of Avengers 60th is because every chase was impactful. Even Thor was somewhat impactful. And that's because they all work together. If you think of the, just the chases in Batman, besides Scrappy, nothing, right? Like, they, they are neat, but they don't do enough. Even Batman doesn't. If you think of Spider-Man, it's really just Carnage Silver Surfer. And that's kind of it. The others are okay, but they haven't made a splash. Every chase, you could argue Thor, sure, has made a splash in the meta from Avenger 60th. We're talking Black Skull, Dark Phoenix, King Killmonger, Doom Supreme has seen play, King Thanos saw a rise. Even the Hound saw some play because of being able to swap in and he's got Flurry. Ghost Goblin was it was and is still a very expensive figure. Iron Inquisitor, obviously, and the Ultra Chase, of course, has seen a ton of play. It is a well-oiled machine that is costs 80 points if you consider one of the chases and mephisto you could play two of the chases and make it an even bigger machine but it is one that is on so many teams starting with king killmonger kind of ridiculous how many teams have this on there 
and that's not with their team up cards uh, with their team up cards it gets a little better but it's harder to play and i think going into real quick going into the legacy we even got some good legacy out of there with um ultron legacy was great uh the whole maybe we didn't get great legacy out of here now that i look at it ant-man was okay yeah it's really just ultron is the one that uh sets itself apart from the rest but it's the chases the fact that every chase is playable and even if you pull the one of the worser ones worser the worst one it's okay because it works of a better machine now the downside is is you you need to own the good ones you need to own more than one at least to make it work but when you have a set that you're eager to get almost any of the chases that makes it more desirable you don't have any of those dud chases that you're like man i pulled a fred no why'd i pull a fred but no even if you pull a hound you're going to be slightly disappointed but it's still part of a bigger machine and i think that's why avenger 60th feels like such a better set it all the primes most of the primes are solid even iron man is a solid prime it doesn't feel weak compared to the others there are better primes but that's okay it's a good set and i think that's why people still look at avenger 60th fondly it's a set that if i see on the shelf i'd honestly consider buying just because of the chance of getting one of those chases or the primes to be honest even uh absorbing man prime or hulk prime are still worth more than a booster so maybe that's why i think avenger 60th feels better Going into states, with the explosion of, of Avenger 60th, I would say last summer was one of the best feelings of Heroclix. From leaving the Heroclix for Huntington's event, rejuvenated, revitalized, feeling great about the competitive scene, and then going straight into modern states, two to three months of modern states, of just getting back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back tournaments of results seeing how different teams were doing and you could see how they evolved from early on where there's just a couple couple uh carnage silver surfers to louisiana states where you have scott crampton with scarlet witch scarab carnage silver surfer king killmonger the commish green lantern next team had prime spider-man the commissioner scarlet witch scarab next team had three maggots the flash ghost goblin prime batman west summers and fourth had carnage silver surfer so you you started seeing this uh you started seeing the is it what the cream rises to the top you start seeing where the meta falls thanks to states and thanks to having a lot of tournaments we didn't get any more releases really outside of some Connelly figures and some iconics after Avenger 60th because Notorious didn't come out until oh uh September so you went into Nationals tournaments with kind of the meta set for a bit we had some erratas that fixed some things but really going into Nationals and going into Worlds frankly in September you got Prime Spider-Man scarlet witch still scarab and commissioner and sky tyrants but less impactful and then it was really just carnage silver surfers the masters of evil engine and then whatever flavor of damage dealing you really wanted and it could have been the carnage silver surfers and that's really what led us to gen con which had some big announcements about the future and how you know Iconics was doing so much better than us, the players, really thought. Um, I didn't think Iconics would be so important, but come to find out, talking with the VP and whatnot, Iconics kind of revitalized Hero Clicks from a profit standpoint for WizKids. And I think that's why they've re emphasized on, you know, doubled down on Hero Clicks. Because remember, the previous year, it was really here's onslaught everything's onslaught there's a little bit of hero clicks and we were kind of feeling a little bit down iconics i guess kind of brought things back brought hero clicks home if you will and so that led us to worlds 
2023 in Memphis. Fantastic event. I loved it. It was my one of my favorite worlds. I got to play in Onslaught. I got to play in Heroclix. Had a lot of fun with a lot of people. Uh, Dial H for Heroclix did a great job with the coverage. It felt like a really great world. And there wasn't a ton I would argue, like, I would complain about. Um, the only thing I would say that could change is, and I've mentioned this on some of my early episodes of the podcast, is, uh, you know, space could be utilized a little bit better. Um, there were some big empty spaces that I think they could have put some tables out or kind of made it a little less weird like empty but otherwise i think it was great i think i can't wait for worlds 2024 i think it was amazing they also moved rotation for the first time to right after worlds where rotation traditionally traditionally was at the beginning of july they wisely i think moved it to right after worlds um but then they did uh how to phrase it I think they did a little too much with this rotation and cut a lot of sets prematurely, but I won't go too much into that. Um, just know that going into September, I felt like we really left on a high note. Worlds ended the season how it should have, very impactful, riding high on not just Heroclix, but Onslaught too. I felt like the Frogmire expansion was great. You could see the love and desire from the designers. You know, uh, Nicholas Yu was there at uh, Worlds and heavily promoting the game and talking about it. And it was great being able to sit down and talk to him about the game. It was fantastic. So that's kind of where 2023 ultimately ended, I would feel like. The rest of the year was kind of what I call the off-season of the final three months. We did get Notorious and Wheels. So let me go through those real quick, and then I'll, I'll jump over to talking about going forward. My feelings of Notorious, I feel like, is the second place set of the year. I do feel like Avenger 60th was a better set, but I feel like as a whole, Notorious did a pretty good job. Like, like overall, I feel like it did a pretty good job. Looking at the sets, you could argue all the goons or most of the goons are relevant, especially Quardian Thunderer, because he can equip the Sinestro Ring for free. Because they're all 15 points, they're all relevant in the meta. The problem is, judging how these two sets, Wheels of Vengeance and Notorious, how they did, is a little difficult because we haven't had a lot of tournaments since then to really judge their impact. So I'm going to be basing it off of my own opinion which I hope you all value. If you're listening to this podcast, I think you do. I've been in inundated with the Heroclix meta for a long time now, and I feel like I'm a decent judge of what I think is uh, impactful pieces. But Quardian Thunder is by far the, the biggest common out of Notorious. The other goons would be a close second, but that's really it for the commons that see significant play. Uh, Lex Luthor may be uh, for pulp purposes. For Uncommon, you've got Black Hand, who is your first Black Lantern uh, of the set. He does a lot uh, for Black Lanterns as far as like TK purposes and Perplex, um, but ultimately he doesn't see a ton of play and probably won't see a ton of play. However, um, you've got Harley Quinn, who is a key cog in the Gotham City Underworld piece, the team, the keyword. I did do a video on the Gotham City Underworld keyword. Definitely check it out. Uh, I did a tier maker of it. Harley Quinn is huge, and she's huge in pulp. She will see some impact in modern uh, for those who try to do a Gotham City Underworld. But definitely for pulp, she is amazing. Cyborgman is up there as well for pulp uh, because he goes along as a taxi for Harley. But besides that, that's kind of it for the uncommons. Which has been okay, right? That's commons and uncommons, that's alright. Rares. Um, so rares, you've got obviously Necron. Necron, we'll see modern play, 100%. He is what enables the Black Lanterns to heal past their starting click. He is a requirement for that to work. So, yes, he will see play, because I do think Black Lanterns will see play. Poison Ivy, I also think, is a very important piece in the meta. Uh, significantly more for pulp, but I do think she will see play in modern. 
She's just very, very good for 80 points. Those Thorn Vines are great. It remains to be seen if the... The... The Assassins, the targets will see any play. I don't think so. The more I think about it, I don't think they will. But I wouldn't be surprised if like Prime Talon or Prime Rachel Ghoul or something came out of the woodwork and made an impact of some sort. And then going into the super rares. Um really looking at it, obviously, Harley Quinn's super rare, I think at 25 points is still really good. Just kind of giving that universal increase in damage if you build your force right. And then giving empower, having empower support the uh, underworld TA. It's all good. Like I, I, I think, and just the Justice Lord's power of if they're if the your opponent's figure takes damage, they take one unavoidable. If they're not KO, they heal it. That's if you're first player. I, I think that's a good ability also. So I think she will see play. But obviously, out of the the super rares, which we've talked about, probably. Like, Harley might see play. Camo definitely will see play. Um, he is a monster, once again, no pun intended, at 110 points. You might look at his dial and think, well, why? It's a hard 110 points to chew through. Once again, no, no pun intended, but man, am I hitting him out of the park. So, Camo needs to be on your list. Catwoman needs to be on your list. You know, a, a figure that has to be damaged nine times. I guess technically ten times. No, nine times. You can't write off. Give her a ring of some sort or some sort of uh, equipment, and she is really good. The Penguin is also pretty good. Kite Man, pretty good. Like, these are all pieces I could see splashing on the meta uh, going forward. The Chases, um, I will just say, like, just count on the Black Lanterns being there in some form. Whether it's the Batman Swarm team, whether it's the Superman tank team... Uh, whether it's like an Aquaman dolphin team, they'll be there. The Black Lanterns have capabilities because they can heal past their starting line. That's why Carnage Silver Surfer is so loved, is because he's just really good. I don't think they really pair up with Carnage Silver Surfer, though they do heal easier than he does, I believe, uh, with Necron and some of the shenanigans. So keep them in mind. Black Lanterns will make an impact. We will just see. They've been having time to simmer, and I'm curious to see if people have just forgotten they exist, to be honest, because um, they really haven't had time to shine. Uh, the deceased figures, though, I wouldn't really count on any of those being modern. Someone might surprise someone, but, you know, half of the chases being very impactful, great. The Ultra Chase, the Zod Ursanon. That's going to be a meta one because it, it's another free, not free, but it, go, it it pays 70 points. But it's one that, um, it's a really good 70 point figure if he can get on the board. And then Legacy real quick, Calendar Man, absolutely will see impact. He is very good. Dark Side, maybe we'll see impact. He's kind of good. Uh, Brimstone, uh, I'm not sure on Brimstone. Maybe. Uh... And that's kind of it for the legacy. I, I know I like Hush. Uh, I know I kind of like Phantasm at times. But really for me, if you're looking at purely meta, definitely Calendar Man on the right months. Or the right day. And um, Dark Side. Those are the two I would try to hone in on and I think are going to make an impact. So you've got a couple legacy. You've got half of the chases. You've got some of the super rares. Some of the rares and like one uncommon. That's better than Batman. That's better than Super uh, Spider-Man. So that's why it goes up my list. I just I can't put it above Avengers 60th because half of the chases aren't that great. Deceased just kind of brings the set down a bit. But Notorious, I feel like, is a great set. I feel like it's a, a good one. It's number two on my list. Uh, and that's really because Wheels, I don't think, meets that level that I like. And uh, let's talk about Wheels briefly because uh, there's no more tournaments to really talk about afterwards so real quick ending out the year of 2023 is wheels of vengeance uh talking about impact from the sets once again hard to measure but really it's like night nurse out of the commons that's about it 
You have obviously Hell Cycle Motorcycle. We'll see a big impact out of the Uncommons. But that's kind of it. Uh, rares, Xerathos could see some play. Blackheart, 100% a meta figure. Prepare your teams for Blackheart. He is incredibly good. So do not forget Blackheart exists. He is, once again, very, very, very good. But then that's kind of it. Like, Moon Knight's okay. Orb is good too. So I, I would put Orb in there. Xerathos, Blackheart, Orb. All figures you will see not only in Modern, but we'll see in Pulp. Because they are very good in Pulp together. Super Rares is where I feel like Wheels really fails. Um, because it's really only Cathan. And it's really only Cathan in rare instances. He, I know he does sideline active. It's a dangerous one. I don't. I still don't think we have an amazing figure that can utilize it as well as you would hope. But it's really just Cathan. Uh, you could argue Ghost Rider, the one that allows you to keep your abilities, which is a zero forty-eight. It will see play, so that way you don't have any power blanking. Like that that is key so uh ghost rider could see some play but even headless horseman i don't know is is good enough or blade and then the chases ghost surfer yes we'll see play uh cap wolf yes we'll see we'll see play that's kind of it um i know i've talked up the other ones before i think they're good but once again it's not just my opinion on on what sees play if it was just my opinion, then these figures would all see play. Because I think there's a lot of chases that are good. But knowing how other people play, it's really going to be Cap Wolf and Ghost Surfer. That's really going to be it. You might see occasional Wolverine and, and Slepnir, but that's kind of it. Legacy-wise for the set, though, Jennifer Kale absolutely will see play. Um, her Queen of Untamed Weirdness... Where opposing characters' combat values except range can't be modified when attacking this character or being attacked by this character. And that's friendly characters within three. is huge. It is huge. That helps take down the high defense, the uh, teams. Uh, it helps take down the Scott Porters, effectively. I didn't talk about Scott, the Scott Porter Connellys. But obviously they're the most impactful meta piece that we've gotten in years because of their cost and what they do but jennifer helps against those you know triple perplexes you might get on defense and she also helps when you generate bystanders she makes a copy of it so as long as it's within range so jennifer will see play um once again i still love two the two gun kid i still need to get actually some now that i'm thinking about it, i need to write that down i don't know if he'll make an impact i'm still working on an avengers team and I honestly forgot he existed until I just looked at him again. So glad I'm doing this again because I forgot about two ton kid, a two gun kid. And then Daredevil will see an impact. Um, Daredevil did get an errata to make it where he just can't not give up tokens. But the key thing about Daredevil is that he's still incredibly good. Like he is still that he still has the good keywords, even though those aren't the keywords he should have. He's still very cheap. He will see impact. So that's why like wheels for me is like a solid third. Like Wizkids really ended the year with three good sets. Avengers was great. Notorious was great. Wheels was good. Um, I don't like wheels as much personally just because I don't like only getting four figures. That's really it. That's really why uh, even if they were the, the peanut bases or sorry Twinkie bases now. I'm just not a fan of only getting four figures and paying the same price. So that took a little longer than I thought covering the last half of 2023. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about 2024. Uh, I talked about it a bit on Monday, uh, but we've gotten more news and I want to talk about it a little bit more. We are starting the beginning of the year for Heroclix. It's a, the new season, the 2024 season, is kicking off with the Champion Clicks tournament the cup essentially what the open whatever they're calling it um that's in a few weeks in orlando in january that's great but there was that gap that we didn't have anything until like the rock cup at the beginning of may which we know is happening howard has, all, has said multiple times rock cups always happening hero clicks for huntington's uh, i believe is still happening 
So that is also at the same time as the Rock Cup. But we had that gap in the middle. Well, we have learned that that gap is going away for Hero Clicks. Um, I've already talked about it from a Onslaught standpoint. Adepticon, which is March 20th through the 24th, it's in Chicago-ish. It's like in Schaumburg, which is west of Chicago. It's like a suburb, if you will, of Chicago. Um, it's not that far from O'Hare, by the way. I, I've, I've been looking it up recently. It, it's pretty close to O'Hare, uh, like a 20-minute, 30-minute drive, because O'Hare is northwest of Chicago, northwest part of Chicago, and that's where Schaumburg is, so uh, pretty close. But um, we have learned that there is going to be hero clicks at adepticon originally i knew it was onslaught i know that onslaught has adapted this um this uh how should i phrase it this championship based tournament system where it's at cons we saw it a little bit last year we'll see it this year too of like the major conventions that WizKids has a presence gen con pax unplugged worlds Adepticon, there is an Onslaught Championship of some sort. And that's how they're tailoring it. They're basically saying, you know, staff is going to be there. Let's make a championship out of it. Which is great. Like, like I love that, actually. I think it's great. I think that's how it should be. I think, um, you know, have bigger tournaments. Have Worlds, sure. Have the National Championship. But if WizKids is going to be at these cons anyway, Origins, San Diego, I know San Diego Comic Con, they're there. Have a championship of some sort. Have a little trophy or a plaque. Doesn't cost much to make. Um, have good prizing and just do it. They should back up some of their con LEs. You know, they've got, they released their con LEs in the summer. Okay, we'll start producing them a little earlier. Or have some of their iconics and just give out iconics too because Goodness knows those are hard to get a hold of if you don't pre-order them. And so we learned that Adepticon is doing just that. There's an Adepticon 2024 HeroClix Championship. $30 entry. It's a two-day tournament. Um, basically, there's day one. Uh, it starts, let's see, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's opening for 32. And then, let's see, day two is 8 so basically, day one is just a 32-player tournament that cuts the top eight. It's modern constructed. So for those that are looking for modern in this leading up to uh, Rock Cup, because I know Rock Cup is Silver Age, Adepticon has it. $30 entry. I think Adepticon is like 50, 60 bucks to get into. And it's a decent-sized con, if you haven't thought about if you haven't heard anything about it. It's traditionally been like a big minis Warhammer, like non-collectible one. But because conventions are getting bigger and bigger, Gen Con, I think, hit the highest amount that they've ever had. Um, some of these mid-sized cons are seeing a lot more participation because a lot of people are saying, hey, that's too many people at Gen Con. Well, Adepticon, sure, it's grown. Let's go there. I want that nice, smaller feel. So there's HeroClick going to be there. There's BRs every single day. Uh, there's something they're calling Supercharged Sealed which is pods of eight and you construct a 400 point team from two next phase boosters and one disney plus booster so they're kind of giving you the whole disney plus uh setup because next phase once again is disney plus part two effectively and it says ooh, it says here a prize pool consisting of a 2023 and a 2024 le added for each player so that is interesting i didn't see that part what about the prizing for um there's a prize pool starting for top eight for the day two event of the championship so i had already planned on going to adepticon i'm, I'm was originally like 70 percent going for onslaught once again though hero clicks and onslaught combat against each other when it comes to play um never ceases to amaze me that they cannot ever have those two things separate but, you know, it, it, it happens. Um, it stinks, but it happens. They're both on March 23rd. Uh, I will get there and decide which one I want to play in. 
and try to play them both uh probably not gonna happen but we will see but key thing to note is that there's a tournament guys there's a championship and i think going forward to talk about my prediction for going forward i think this is really WizKids focus um i know there's been a lot of talk about wkos wkos bring them back that's gonna that's people need to accept the fact that it's not happening WizKids is taking a different approach they're doing i think they're focusing on doing these championships because uh, we've already seen that's the layout for onslaught and i think they're going to continue that because it doesn't cost them nearly as much because they've already got a presence at these conventions they don't have to worry about shipping prize into all these stores though they're I'll table that for a second they can focus on hey we're gonna be at adepticon we're gonna be at origins maybe origins will have a, a championship we're gonna be there anyway we'll go there we'll bring a little extra prizing and we'll make a championship out of that and it'll have you know onslaught has what i call the chaos emerald there's a different color gem that you get as a prize for each championship we'll do that for hero clicks people would love to get a little chaos emerald looking thing and i think that's their plan and have that effectively if you count adepticon you count let's say origins let's say gen con let's say worlds and let's say they go back to pax unplugged even though i heard that wasn't great this year too let's say they do you know outside of worlds that's four championships are running a year and arguably in four separate quarters right because adepticon's quarter one origins is quarter two gen con is quarter three and then paxton plug would be quarter four and that's not counting worlds so a major championship each quarter run by WizKids, then you've got worlds i think that's great i think that gives us something gives us a tournament season starting in january ending at pax which is november so that really only gives us like two months i think that's fine what they're doing i think and a lot of players have kind of forgotten about it because they mentioned it briefly but then it went away was the store championship don't forget that there's store champions that there's a special prize that your store can order and i think the first one's like a deadpool figure like a unique figure for the store champion and i think the reason people have forgotten about that because they announced it at worlds they announced it at, i think even at gen con is the fact that they haven't said anything about it since and they really need to they really really need to talk about it again but don't forget that there is store championships and i think that is what is meant to replace wkos as we know it and that stinks for some people i i mean i loved wkos but i think we also just need to accept the fact that that's just how it's going to be i think part of it is just wkos were just thrown everywhere and maybe all those stores don't exist you know a lot of stores went under in COVID, and so looking at the slide it says um there's going to be an annual commitment to celebrating the hero clicks anniversary there's annual store championships with a special champion deadpool prize figure and more information about store championships and hero clicks anniversary events coming soon so i can see them using store championships as a method of replacing wkos and i know it says annual so that's once a year okay but if that falls in the spring if that falls like in between adepticon and rock cup falls in between uh you know maybe afterworlds that's when they happen okay that's fine with me i think that's acceptable i think having you know four to five championships a year worlds and doing these store championships in addition to the monthly op kits we're getting the iconics all the sets i think that's fine honestly because you still have the rock stuff going on you still have champion and the champion clicks you still have states that are happening which are sponsored by whiz kids right like modern states last year had what batman factory sets of some sort or some factory sets i don't remember or uh or chase prime sets so it, it's like those are kind of loosely 
supported by WizKids. They provided all the pricing for that. So I am excited about 2024. I'm still sad I can't go to championship uh, champion clicks. Or cha yeah, champion clicks open. But I am happy that Adepticon has hero clicks now. Because now that puts a big spot on my radar of saying there's Adepticon. I was going for Onslaught thinking I wasn't really going to have much hero clicks until, you know, the Rock Cup. But now May, uh, March now has something on my calendar. So I hope to see people at Adepticon. Um, I hope we could do a big showing so that way we could show WizKids, hey, yeah, this convention idea is fine. It's a little bit more expensive, but that means you're not left with just going for one day playing hero clicks and then you, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Like you can make something out of it, right? Like there's other things to do at the convention. So I hope you're hopeful of 2024 like I am. We're getting a bunch of sets. We're getting, you know, 2023 ended. It's hard to say 2023 ended on a sour note because it, you know, this it ends on a uh, off season, right? So if the year ended after Worlds, then yeah, it was great. But set-wise, the last three sets we got, I think, were great. They showed some growth in how WizKids is designing sets. So I'm hopeful for next phase. I'm hopeful for um, Deadpool and Wolverine. And I'm hopeful for all the tournaments we're getting. I think it's going to be a great year. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of G-Wiz. Uh, I will be back Monday. Definitely Monday to do another mashup Monday. And uh, we will talk... I don't know what we'll talk about. I need to probably stop saying what I'm going to be talking about because um, sometimes I forget and sometimes I miss an episode. But either way, everyone have a fantastic weekend and I will see you on Monday. See ya.